Hey, welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm Grant Cone. Sorry I'm six minutes late. I was just reconfiguring my studio so that I could stand here and uh, stand when I do the show as, as opposed to sitting because I want to be more like Pat McAfee because he's really good. Have you seen his show? He's terrific. So I want to be like him, get all excited and stand up. Uh, I also have a few things I want to talk about before we get to you guys talking because I like to talk too and I never get a chance to talk on the Cone Phone. So I want to talk for like five minutes. <clears throat> These are some topics, some brain teasers, just to throw them out there. If you guys don't have a topic you want to talk about this, we can continue the conversation. One, the interception thing with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, everyone blames Jimmy Garoppolo for the picks. And ultimately, they're his fault. He's on the field. He's the quarterback. He didn't have to throw it to the linebacker again and again and again and again. But I do want to point out that Kyle Shanahan, uh, if you look at his history as an offensive coordinator, interceptions have been an issue for his offenses almost every year except for two, 2012 with RG3 and 2016 with Matt Ryan. Uh, since he's been with the Niners, five years, 81 regular season games, 79 interceptions, and that's all quarterbacks that he's had. So about an interception a game, is that good? Is that bad? Well, let's compare that to Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh was here. 64 games, four seasons, 31 picks in those games. So about one every other game. And you know, they say uh, turnovers are the most important stat in football. It's the most indicative of who wins and loses a game. Maybe if there were fewer picks in this offense, there'd be more consistency. And I, what I want to point out is, I bring it back to Jimmy. Everyone blamed Jimmy for the picks. And again, they were probably his fault. But when he was in New England, he didn't play a lot, but he threw 94 passes and zero interceptions in New England. I'm guessing a, one of the reasons the Niners brought him over in the first place is they're like, oh, good decision maker, doesn't throw picks. But then he does here, and they're like, oh, man, it's his fault. Well, maybe, but Trey Lance, now we're going to look at him. He had one interception in 318 pass attempts in college. Just hold on. I'm sorry. I should have had this ready uh, <laughs> before going live, but here we go. Okay. So one interception, 300 pass attempts, 318 pass attempts in college. Last season, his interception percentage was 2.8. Jimmy Garoppolo's was 2.7. So it was the same. And I'm wondering, is our interceptions going to be an issue for Trey Lance now too? And if so, is that Trey Lance's fault? Well, yeah, he's the quarterback. But at a certain point, we have to acknowledge the common denominator. And it's Kyle. And so... I'm, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to throw a bunch of picks this year, but his interception percentage was right there. It's actually a little higher than Jimmy's last year. So what is it about Kyle Shanahan's offense that leads to this consistently? A lot of picks. Well, from what I understand, he doesn't give his quarterbacks any control at the line of scrimmage. Your job at the line of scrimmage, he gives you two plays. You do a bunch of motions. You get that guy in motion. He goes in motion. That guy goes in motion. And, you, and then you decide which are the two plays that you get to call. You don't have any other freedom other than that. And so if you see a coverage that wasn't anticipated by Kyle, nothing you can do about it other than call a timeout. And so I think what you see is a lot of forcing passes. And it looks like the quarterback is stupid. Like, how did you throw? Why? He was right there. Well, maybe Kyle's very dogmatic and like the ball needs to go here. This is the play. This is what we're doing. And maybe Jimmy Garoppolo never earned the, the right to have, you know, autonomy at the line of scrimmage. But if you don't give your quarterback that, he's a robot. 
You can't be perfect as a play caller. We've seen Kyle. He's not perfect. He's very good, but not perfect. So I'm wondering if the interception issue continues, Kyle might need to do some inward introspection. Stop forcing passes over the middle, that 15-yard pass over the middle. You know, for, for, for Trey, the best thing that, he, that Kyle can do is a lot of play-action bootlegs because when you fake the run to this side and then boot out this way, what happens is the linebackers flow with the running back. So now you get the quarterback uh, rolling out the other way and he can throw over the middle because the linebackers are over there. That's the only way to throw over the middle with Trey Lance is to get the linebackers out either by having them run side to side or come downhill to stop the run. Don't just have him drop back and throw 15 yard passes over the middle. Cause he'll get picked like Jimmy did. And I think that's one reason why Harbaugh's offenses didn't get picked as much. I mean, Kyle is so committed to throwing that 15 yard pass over the middle. There are a lot of people there and it's a high percentage throw, but it's like, someone's going to catch it offense or defense. You know, I'm just saying, all right. I want to also talk about the running game. Cause I just started the offense. I just started the show talking about the passing game. This whole season is about the running game. How good can it be? Cause last year it wasn't good enough. They're a running team and they averaged 4.3 yards per carry last year. They were 16th in yards per carry. It's not good enough. And I think Tennessee's interesting. Tennessee's similar. They want to be a run first team. They're like the Niners of the AFC with Mike Vrabel and they have a great running back in Derrick Henry, but they weren't that efficient running either. So what the Niners in Tennessee did is they bring in quarterbacks who run too. Who are they mimicking? Philly and Baltimore, the two best running offenses in the league. They have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, respectively. So it seems pretty clear that the teams that want to be dominant in running the ball, there's not that many. Most teams in the, in the NFL these days want to be great passing teams. But the teams that want to be great running teams, the Niners, Tennessee, Philly, Baltimore, have all acknowledged you need a running quarterback to be the best. There's only so much you can do with Jimmy Garoppolo handing off, pitching, and getting out of the way. And the Niners have exhausted those options. They've had as good of a running game as they could possibly have with a 10 on 11 attack. And Tennessee realized that too. Like, they like Ryan Tannehill, but he really has gotten figured out over there. He was awful in the playoffs. He's kind of like their version of Jimmy Garoppolo, although he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But they're like, look, we don't, we just got rid of your number one target. We have a great running game. We want to be the best at running the football. Ryan, you're not helping us. So while you may be a better passer than Malik Willis, our team's not really about passing. Our team's going to go as far as our running game goes, takes us. So Ryan, your leash is real short. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched midseason. And I just think it's interesting that all the, all the smart minds that are into running the football are into the running quarterback. And I think that's pretty much dead on. And I do think it's interesting that everyone, all the smart offensive gurus are under passing, but I like the idea of being all into running because you can win that way too. Mike Vrabel, very smart coach, defensive coach, understands the value of running. Anyway, I just want to point that out. It seems like Kyle's on the right track with the players he's picking. Let's just see if he develops Trey Lance the right way. Maybe giving him some freedom at the line of scrimmage would be a good start. Okay, final thing I want to say, and then I'll take a question and, and, and your calls. Trey Lance's mechanics. I want to keep, I'm going to put a, make a video about this, about where he's throwing, uh, stepping when he throws, but I want to keep bringing this up because um, I'm just trying to help and I think I'm right. So I think I just want to really highlight this. Trey Lance's issue as a thrower is it, fixable, is that his lower body and upper body are not in sync. And it's really small stuff. But when you're talking about throwing in baseball or football, hitting 
in baseball or golf. This is all mechanics. It's all really small timing things. And your lower body and upper body have to be in sync. If they're off by little fractions of a second, it's going to lead to an accuracy and injury or fatigue. So I just want to, I've said this before, but real quick with Trey Lance, it's all about two things. First, throwing bent knee to bent knee. Okay. That means, I mean, think about it. Any pitcher you've ever seen, you throw any quarterback you've ever seen, but think pitchers, they, they come set. They have their back leg preset, pre, pre-bent. They're, they're set. The back leg is already bent. So all they have to do is go forward. Back leg's already bent. So you, he has that part down. You throw back bent leg. But when you finally transfer your weight, you finally step and land on your front foot. You do it right now. Is your front leg straight or bent? You don't throw like this. You don't do that. You go bent leg to bent leg, bent leg to bent leg. And too many times with Trey Lance, he throws bent leg to, to straight leg. That's an easy fix. Just just Brian Greasy, remind him, drill him, drill him, bent leg to bent leg. Do specific drills that just focus on that. Nothing but that. If he can throw bent leg to bent leg, that's half of the problem right there. And he does it a lot of the time. Too often, though, he overstrides. And when he finally transfers his weight, his leg is already straight. That's an easy fix. The other thing is where he strides to. It's not just about having a front, uh, a bent front leg, but let's say some people say you want to step towards your target. No, that's incorrect. You need your ball hand to go to your target. So if your ball hand is here, that means your leg has to be open. You don't step to your target. Your ball hand and your and your front foot don't go to the same spot. If your ball hand is going to the target, your front leg is open. And too often with Lance, he throws crossfire. Well, he'll, he'll step toward the target almost pigeon-toed. I don't know if you can see my foot, but he'll throw like. And again, you can do that. I did that in high school, and it led to arm fatigue, soreness, injury. It really hurts. You're like, why does my arm hurt? Well, your lower body and upper body are not in sync, and your brain is correcting all of your mechanical uh, inaccuracies with your arm mid, you know, mid, mid, uh, throw. So again, I'm not a quarterback coach, but those are the fixes. Those are two easy fixes. Don't step to your target step. Open, open your hips to your target, especially when you're throwing to your left. He has a real tendency to throw across his body to his left and then just bent leg to bent leg easy. And then when he does that, he'll be the best quarterback in the league and I'll be the number one quality control coach and I'll get a raise and the Niners will hire me and we'll all live happily ever after. That's all I want. <sighs> How many passes do I think Trey will throw this year? You know, I'm looking, I'm thinking the, uh, the less, the better. He threw about 18 passes a game in college. That's where I'd start him. 18. The, every time the Niners run the ball as much as possible, they win. They're built to run the ball 40 times a game. They absolutely can do that. I don't see why they have to be like, oh, we have to be balanced 50-50. No. Like two to one run to pass, I would think, with this team. They have so many different ways they can run the ball. For example, on first down, they should be running the ball 70% of the time. Their run pass ratio on first down, first and 10, should be 70% runs. Of the 30% passes, 90% of those should be play action in some way, shape, or form. They should be doing like straight drop back passing on first down, like very, very infrequently, almost never. 
Why would you do that? You don't need to do that. You're not built to do that. Uh, El Show DL Gato says, do you think the Niners restructured Jimmy Garoppolo's contract to try to trade him? It would make it easier to trade him in this new contract, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but who, who wants him? I mean, you'd think if a team was interested, like now's the time to get him. The season's about to start. He's cheap. He's healthy. Get him now, right? All of a sudden, it looks like even, I don't think anyone wants him. Maybe they would have wanted him if they had him all off season, but now it's like, you know what? Just <laughs> we'll see you next year. I think that's what's going on. Uh, hold on. Missed one. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Here it is. CT Law says, serious question. You are fully aware he has 71 career passes, did virtually nothing in preseason. He does throw uh, downfield one play, then run around in circles. If he fails, will you be shocked? Um, I don't know. I, I think he's going to be in the NFC Championship game this year, along with Kirk Cousins. I, I mean, you, again, I, I was talking a minute ago about guys like Jalen Hurts and Malik Willis. These are the kind of is Malik Willis or Jalen Hurts, are they top 10 quarterbacks? Are they ever going to be top 10 quarterbacks? Maybe not, but they can be the quarterbacks on the best rushing offenses in the league. They could win Super Bowls. If you give them a good defense and they enhance the running game, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he'll be worth the three first round picks or if they'll give him a second contract, but I think he's going to have a lot of success. If Jimmy Garoppolo can have success, I think Trey can have more success. Doesn't mean he'll be Dak Prescott ever. Or something like that, but they're gonna use them more like Jalen Hurts. Does that is that a come down to you to, to think that you traded three first round picks for a guy who's gonna be playing like Lamar Jackson or Malik Willis? Any word on Tart potentially coming back? Jason Aponte says it's not gonna happen. Doesn't sound like Tart wants to come back, but I don't know. All right. The uh link is in the chat box, the link is in the description. Let's take some calls. Sorry to make you guys wait 20 minutes. That was so uncouth. It was just lacking couth. I like standing up so far. I can see why Pat McAfee does it. Guess who's first? Oh, you already know. What's up? It's the usual, Grant. How are you doing today? Good. I like your shirt. Thank you, sir. I did send you an email about possibly meeting up in Chicago. Hopefully, um, you'll respond to it at some point this week. I'm um, not sure if I can meet up with people. I'm bringing out my wife. I got a lot of things to do, but I'll try. Yep, no problem. Several topics. The first one is... Is it true that the 49ers actually did have a tangible trade offer for trade sermon, Trey Sermon? Or is I mean, that? Well, look, what, what John Lynch said about that in that press conference is like, well, there's no such thing as a trade offer. No one emails you and says, this is our offer. Like there are discussions and they become serious or they have, you know, and they eventually lead to something or not. And what he said out of his own mouth unprompted was people were calling me ab about the trade possibility of Trey Lance. And that indicates, you know, what kind of player he is. And everyone's like, well, why didn't you trade him? So you prefer to give him away from nothing. I don't know. I guess they were saying, like, they really liked him. But then Jordan Mason established himself late and they had a need for an offensive lineman. And it was just one of those things. But, like, yikes, if you really could have traded him and didn't, that's rough. that's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. That, that being said, if they win the Super Bowl this year, no one's going to care about Trey Sermon. You know what I mean? Yep. I understand you. My only – Concerns I see TDP kind of going the same way as Trey Sermon. When I yeah, watched I him at LSU, by TDP. I wasn't, uh, you know, no. At LSU, he got a ton of carries. That's the only way he really got going as yeah. a running back. And I don't see him doing that with the 49ers. Could be wrong. Kyle could put him in for 15 to 20 carries a game, but I just don't see it. It just didn't, it looked very hard for him. He didn't look like he could spot the holes. He looked indecisive. He ran hard, but he, he kept running 
into his own blockers. He didn't seem like he was finding daylight. Jordan Mason, it was like, he was like water. You know, he was just like flowing to the right spot. It was effortless. That's what it's supposed to look like. I don't know what, what Ty Davis price, but he does run hard as opposed to Trey Sermon. I, I don't know what the hell was going on with. He didn't look, he wanted to be on this team. I'm going to give him that because he, there's no way he runs that softly all the time. There's no way. Yeah. So anyway, um, second quote, uh, second, I watched you and um, Ryan talk about, you know, Jimmy coming back to the team because there was no, no tangible want from the rest of the league for him to be a future starter. Yeah. I kind of have to agree with that because when you trade up to number three in 2021 and give assets to go get Trey, right. no one wants Jimmy or no one puts right. in a tangible offer for Jimmy and he has to eventually come back for a reduced contract. That does tell me that the league doesn't value him for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, I mean, think about start Start back when the Niners traded for Trey Lance. The league is looking at Jimmy and they're like, mm, I don't think the Niners like him that much. Then they trade all all of that to get not the first pick, not the second pick, but the third pick who played one year at North Dakota State. That's telling you what Kyle Shanahan thinks of Jimmy. Like, oh, they really don't like Jimmy. What is it about him? And then this has been leak after leak. Oh, he doesn't. He goes dark in the offseason. He, he, it's a part time job for him. You know, all this stuff and teams are like, oh, oh, on top of that, he had, a, he had an offseason surgery and didn't tell the Niners about it until the day it happened. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's a backup quarterback. That's not our starter. Not our starter. Sorry. Yeah, that's I, I can't I kind of agree. I agree with that. And it's one thing if he said during the offseason, I'm going to a place where I don't have cell reception for a couple of weeks. I said, hey, I can understand that. Please give us a call back as soon as you get back to the mainland, to um, the states. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But um. One thing, the last uh, point I want to add, talk to you about is for this season from Kyle, I want to see him not find ways to lose games because yeah. we all we all talk about we all understand that Kyle found a, didn't get a chance to finish off that Super Bowl and that's going to haunt him as a coach until he does. But to me, I would just go down, you know, I'll die on the sword by saying, "Hey, I ran the ball as many times as I could. I was getting four and a half to five yards a pop." Until the defense stops me, why am I giving that up? It seems like the Niners are starting to figure that out. Like Kyle Shanahan, his biggest weakness, or the reason he hasn't, he's not a Super Bowl champion is, is he couldn't close out games. He had leads in, four, in the second half, fourth quarter, two times, couldn't close out games. And both times he had running backs who were like 200 pounds and they just got smushed. And now his whole offense is not about speed as much as violence. I mean, Kittle and Debo set that tone. And now he wants everyone to be like that. So I do think his running game is more built to actually close out the game, which is a big freaking deal. He couldn't do that. I think he gets it. Good for him. I hope he does. I want yeah. him to win as many big games as he can. I don't want. I don't want to see him fail. He's the 49ers head coach. I don't want to see him fail. But I don't want to see him fail either. I'm trying but, to help. That's all the controls all about. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to go get a sticker or two, Grant. So thanks, man. I'll yeah, see you soon. Thank you, thank you sir. All right. Uh, Quality control, quality control. What's up, man? How you doing, Grant? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Um, I, I, um, we could talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. But that's not fun, is it? I mean, who no. cares at this point? It's just one of those things. Like, I don't. I, I have no patience for that. For that BS anymore. Um, okay. But I, I want to talk about the running game because I think, especially looking back at last year and kind of reflecting at, you know how the running game started, what we were anticipating, what actually happened, right? Jeff Wilson gets hurt in the offseason. He's out. You lose some depth. Um, Raheem Mostert, of course, second 
what second carry of the season he gets hurt. Yep. yep. The run game is in a much better position than they were last year, if not for depth's sake, right? Because last year was all about Elijah Mitchell. It had to and be Debo. about Elijah Mitchell. And Debo, right? Like and, Jeff and Wilson the, was a ghost last year. He so now he's back. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and the you thing with Mason. The, yeah. The thing with the Debo thing, right, is they only did that when they had to go to it, right? It was right. one of those things where they kind of ran into it where they're like, well, well, shit, I mean, we can't do yeah. anything else. We're running out of running backs. Elijah Mitchell can't stay healthy, and right. we need that explosiveness. So now the, I think the thing with Debo this year is like like in games against the, the Bears, right, he shouldn't carry the ball more than one, two times. I mean, that's right. just completely unnecessary. Right. Um, and, and there's going to be at least five, six games like that this year. But then you look at some of their tougher matchups, Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, um, the Rams even. Like, you're going to use Debo when you need to use Debo, but you don't have to use him like you had to use him last year, right? Also, you can use it like the threat of him. Like, so we're, ta- we're seeing like the, uh, the pistol triple option. If he's in the backfield, you don't have to throw it to him. You can fake the pitch to him, and all of a sudden Trey's running, or just his presence in the backfield. If you know you're going to run anyway, makes your running play more successful. You're going to see stuff like that. You're also going to see them throw to him out of the backfield too. He's going to be in there a lot. Exactly. And then yeah. you mentioned the threat of Debo, but we're talking about the threat of a whole new quarterback who can actually move and and, and is the complete opposite from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy who like I don't I hate to like keep crapping on Jimmy, but like man, he has cement feet. That's like I feel like his biggest weakness right yeah. now is the fact that he just cannot move even when he can't just move, can't really protect himself on a football field as well. No, as he and, and the thing with Trey this year, right? <laughs> I think at some point he's going to miss time. I anticipate that, but I also think he's going to be able to protect himself much, much better. And I think it's going to be one of those situations where maybe Trey misses a half, maybe two games. I, I you know, of course you can't like predict a big injury, but. I think all things considered and the type of players he is, he can protect himself better. And then this run game is going to be able to protect him a lot more, right? Because they're not going to have to rely on Trey. I agree. I I have a prediction, though. If the Niners go far, if they win the Super Bowl this year, both Trey and Jimmy are going to have to play at a certain point and play well. I'm not saying Jimmy Trey's going to get benched, but I have a feeling, you know, it's it's not a particular – it's a very small offensive line. He's probably going to miss a few games. Jimmy's going to probably have to play and play well and win. And then Trey's going to have to come back and play and win some. I, I think they can do it, but I do think Jimmy's actually important this year. And oh, totally. for a team that's going to win with running and defense, like that's fine to have two quarterbacks that aren't great, but you probably need both of them. You're probably going to need both. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. Hopefully not. Hopefully Trey can just run the table. Well, I mean, I, I think you're definitely going to need both of them. And they're just like, yeah. I mean, looking at the schedule of the season, right? 17 games in 18 weeks. I don't think they're going to get the bye this year. Um, I, I think the NFC, like the top end of the NFC is going to be a little tougher than I think people are expecting. I think the Bucks are going to be that team this year, honestly. And, and I think, you know, if you're mapping out the season saying you expect them to get to an NFC championship game, that's like, I mean, that's like 20 something games, 21 weeks. I mean, you're only getting one bye. So I, I just think like they put themselves in a much better position. Like I said, at the beginning of what I was talking about, the running game is so much better. You don't just have to rely on Elijah Mitchell, right? Because when we saw Elijah Mitchell go out last year, I mean, they were scrambling to figure out, you know, what the hell yeah. are we going to do game plan to game plan? I mean, you could now, argue that Jeff Wilson Jr. is better than Elijah Mitchell when healthy or that Jordan Mason is better than both of them. I mean, they have three guys that I really like. And then we'll see. I'm not writing off Ty Davis Price yet. I've seen him in three preseason games. We'll no, see. No. Yeah. And, he's and I he's think- the fastest running back on the team. 
Yeah, I think even if Elijah Mitchell is the best running back, you have all these other guys who can do different things where game to game, game plan to game plan, series to series, you, you can mix it up a lot. And I think yeah. that's just the thing that they lacked last year, right? If they had Raheem Mostert even for half the season last year, how different would that have looked? I mean, it just would have mm-hmm. been a, a completely different 49ers team. They wouldn't have been three and five. To me, Raheem Mostert is uh, as as efficient and as good as of a running back as any player in the league when healthy. The problem is he was healthy for two carries last year, and that really, really screwed the Niners. Really, totally. yeah. Well, and, and then I mean, I also think the Jeff Wilson thing. Like, I, I think it can't be like like them losing him when they did, and then losing yeah. Raheem Mostert how they did. Like, they just became so desperate. I mean, like, what the hell are you supposed to do? And mm-hmm. I, I think they know, like this year, Patrick on the on the field and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's not what Kyle wants to do, Grant. Like he loves no. his running backs, you know, and yeah. when they had them, I, I think it's going to be much better this year. I think the last thing I want to end on is, well, one thing first, I love the defense. I mean, everyone loves the defense this year. Defense is going to be great, um, but I'm interested to see what happens with the passing game, because I think right now the odd man out is Brandon Ayuk, right? I mean, that that's just how things are going to roll because this is going to be a run-first offense. So how, how do you find that balance of, okay, we're going to find de- ways to get Debo the ball, right? We don't have right. to pass to, to Debo to get him the ball. So I think, yeah. like we were talking about earlier in those games where, you know, against the Chargers, those bigger games, right, where they need Debo to run the ball, throw to Brandon Ayuk, get him mm-hmm. those targets, right? I, yeah. I think if they handle things the right way, they can mix it up a lot and then, you know, I don't love their depth at wide receiver. I wish it was a little better, but it's one of those things like how good can your depth really be when you have those three pass catchers, you know? I mean, it, it's just tough. When those guys should be getting the bulk of the targets anyway. Yeah. And I think I what mean, we're going to see with only like, you know, 18 to 25 throws a game, like Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray, you know, like maybe here and there, but probably not a lot because really yeah. it's Kyle's job to get the ball to one of those three guys or, or the running back. Well, and it's more, juice. you know, juice, juice too. I mean, but if any of those wide receivers misses times, you know, Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, they might have a game. They might have a game or two. You know, it might be one of those things, but I just don't think they're going to get a lot of targets. Ben, I got to stop you here. Otherwise, every person's going to go for 10 minutes, but I love you, I man. Know. It's good to see you. No, it's great to talk to you. I'll text you sometime soon, Grant. It's been a All while. All right, man. Have a good one. Peace. Later. Okay, so we got to go Bryant Culp, Josh Wyatt, Jeremy Price, and Zach. Dominic says, did Kittle look agitated in his last interview? Hell yeah, he did. That was before uh, Jimmy Garoppolo came back. So I'd like to see what he's like now. Does he look less agitated? Is he happy? Couldn't, I mean, that was pretty obvious. Josh Wyatt, you good? You ready? You screen ready? You're looking beautiful today, man. How you doing? It's 49 season, Grant. <laughs> good morning, man. What's going on? So, uh, suffice it to say, I've always been, um, I mean, you you would say that I've always been higher on Jimmy Garoppolo than you. No question. Right? No, question. no question. Yeah. Right. I hate what they did. I, I absolutely hate it. I mean, what? okay. So think of it every season, every football season is a trip to the moon, right? Every year you launch a rocket to the moon and during the development, you put a bunch of money into the engines. You put a bunch of money into the cockpit. You put, you put a bunch of money into things. Then you launch your trip to the moon doesn't matter it does not matter if you suddenly find 20 million extra dollars once the ship is on the launch pad it it does nothing it moves no needles nothing i mean there is that's a good point i like that metaphor that was good i mean so 
So Jimmy Garoppolo, what? What is he going to do for the team this year, right? If the team is in such bad shape that they need him to step up and do something, it's over anyway. I mean, really, how long is Jimmy Garoppolo going to survive behind that offensive line playing his style of football? Like the, the 1972 Dolphins, Bob Bruce broke his ankle <laughs> and they still won the Super Bowl. Because look, I mean, I, look, the way I look at it is if you're going to be a running team, it shouldn't really matter who your quarterback is. You have two good quarterbacks, sure. you should be able to like survive a, a broken but, ankle or something like that. Let me take, let me take that a, Super Bowl. It's just to keep him afloat. He can do let that. Me, let me take that a step farther, though. If you're a running team, yes, what business do you have? Devoting $39 million and three draft picks to a position that's going to throw the ball 25 times a game. And you're saying 39 times. because they didn't use, they're not actually using the Jimmy Garoppolo they're money. They're not using it. Yeah. yeah. It's they're, not using, yeah. they're not using the $2 million of Sudfield money, which is just no. gone. No. They got nine. They got $9 million of Trey Lance money. They got $27 million of Jimmy Garoppolo money. And you're not going to convince me anywhere right. different. Because otherwise they would have picked up Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or somebody to help with this safety situation, which That's is going to be When you say that the Niners quarterback position is cheap, well, once they start using that money on other positions. Next year, right. which has always been my point. Which has always been well, my I point. Mean, they, could, they could make a move for a player. You know, they could trade for someone before the deadline like Emmanuel Sanders, like they did with – but, I mean, do you think they will? I don't think they will. I think they're taking a gap year, Grant. I, I, I think – I think that they graduated high school last year. They got their little tassel. You know, everybody's proud of them. Grandma Everyone gave them. Their back. Back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we almost won something. Like, yeah, yeah, and now, yeah, and now they're taking their gap year, right? Yeah. And next year they'll yeah. be serious. They're going to go to Vanderbilt or whatever. Look, yeah, I'm just sort of taking a year from me. <laughs> I just want to take a year from me. Yeah, I feel that. Sorry, dude. I mean, I, and look. I was going to go in on Jimmy Garoppolo. I really was. I, I went and I watched every game that he threw, like every game that he played on Game on Game Pass. And Game Pass is great. If you don't have NFL Game Pass, go get it because you can watch any game that you want to go back and remember. You can watch it. Um, but I watched every single Jimmy Garoppolo game in preparation to tear you a new one, and I was wrong. He has got demonstrably worse. That's the problem. For, like, it's let's not talk about 2019. In 2019, he would throw the ball down the field and did to win multiple games when it counted. He missed that one throw in the Super Bowl and it changed him. But changed even him. then, but even then, he got worse from 2017 oh, to 2019. 2017, he, got, he would like extend plays and he would have like an off, he would like an ad lib thing to his game. So now it's here, like if here's, he, yeah. here's what got worse. So his footwork got worse and his accuracy got worse over time. Yeah, he has no footwork. And that's now why he, now, he, yeah. now he has now he has no footwork, but in 2017 he came from New he England. He's there like this and just like throws off his back foot. And it's like, but, "Oh, look at that quick release." It's like, "There's nothing on the throw." Nothing. But when yeah. he came from New England, he was stepping into his throws. He he oh, it was yeah. ingrained in his mind. I guarantee you when he was in New England, they had a quarterback they, they had a quarterback process. By which every piece of his mechanics was grilled into him every single day. So he came ready to go, yeah. right? And yeah. and, and he Shanahan's was back quarterback and he hadn't been paid yet. You think he was ghosting the Patriots in the offseason? No, absolutely not. I'm sure he was a model the, student. Here's the other thing, though, is that Shanahan has flat out said, I don't pay attention to, to the mechanics of the quarterback position. 
I tell He's them. He's a wide receiver. What can he say? I tell them what to think, but I don't tell them how to do it. And he's got nobody in the staff, and he says it's the quarterback's responsibility to work on those things in the offseason. So what does that say about responsibility to get a quarterback coach in here who's actually done it before? The whole Brian Greasy thing, maybe he'll do well. But, like, really? You bring in a a first-year coach for a first-year It's not about that. That's not their philosophy. Their philosophy with Trey Lance is if Trey Lance succeeds, it's because he did it himself in the offseason to, you know, get his mechanics to to go – all yeah. of the mental stuff is the only stuff that Kyle Shanahan is going to coach him up on. And what are the things that he's not doing well right now? It's not the mental stuff. He's making it's his reads. It's footwork. Right. It's his it's footwork. footwork. It's his mechanics. It's and well, so the if those things are functioning of the footwork, yeah, his, his upper body and lower body aren't in sync all the time. Right. And so if the mechanics fail, what is Kyle Shanahan going to say? Well, that's not my responsibility. That's for him to work on in the offseason. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. So, okay. so what? Are, so what are you doing? So you're completely yeah. setting up this 22 year old quarterback to absolutely crash and burn because he's got no offensive line and no help with the mechanical issues that he really needs to address. I mean, Kyle's never ever developed a quarterback. He had success and then with Matt and Matt Ryan when they were in their 30s. He had success and then with yeah. three, and he got hurt. That's it. And then they're talking like this is going to be the same formula as Josh Allen, right? Like right. this is going to have the same trajectory. I'm not seeing the progressive trajectory that that I saw with Josh Allen. This is not the same franchise. It's not the same philosophy. It's not the same coaching staff. He doesn't have the same until, resources. Until they, until they fix the stuff I'm talking about, like the bent knee to bent knee and stepping, opening up to your target, not stepping to it, they're going to have to run the triple option and run 40 times a game. Like, he's not built to throw 35 times a game right now. He's too, right. he's too scattershot. But if they knew they were going to do that, wouldn't it be nice if we had another safety, another corner, and a frigging guard? Yes! Wouldn't it be Because it's like uh, Philly is going to try to lead the league in rushing. They have a hell of an offensive line. Hell of an offensive line. I'll tell you this. I'm really worried about that Bears game. I'm really worried about that Bears game because we got issues at safety and we got issues at D-line depth. And we got a quarterback who breaks the pocket and can convert on third down. That really does hurt the Niners' defense. And frankly, the last time they didn't have – Tart and Ward for a game. They lost to Colt McCoy and Fred Warner was there. Nick Bosa was there. Like they got. But if you, by if you don't have defensive line depth and you have a mobile quarterback converting third downs and, and you're trying to get into the fourth quarter and meanwhile, maybe it's a low scoring game, that dam is going to break. Yeah. Right. A, a lesser team is going to come in and bust you up if they can keep their offense on the field and you can't take advantage early. And that could very well happen. If if they come in and they're running the ball good and the Bears can't stop them and the offensive line looks decent, they could win this game 31 to 6. But if they let the Bears hang around and, and Fields is converting a bunch of third downs with his legs, uh oh, you're going to know about halfway through the qu- third quarter, uh oh, and now they're in a fight for their life. And what do they do? Like, and they have to win this game. They have to win this game, and they have to win the Falcons game because it gets hard real fast on this schedule. They don't have the option of, you know, messing around and going two and four, and then let's, you know, come to Jesus Spartacus moment and everybody go. No, it, now is the time if you want the season to work out. All right, Josh, I got to cut you off there. These are getting some, some long calls today, but that was very strong. Appreciate you as always. Thank you very much. Have a good have one. Have a good one, Grant. All right. Uh, Jeremy, you're next. Brian, come back. I was trying to get you, but every every call is taking like 11 minutes. Greg says, hold on, Jeremy, just a sec. Greg says, do you think we will see Jimmy Trey Debo in the triple option at all this year? How dangerous would that be? I think 
How does Jimmy on your on the field make your offense more dangerous? I'm sorry. I think you could just put some. My uh, no, that'd be funny though. Just as like to just as like to troll people. Micah says, "Is our depth at running back, including Debo, going to make our run game better than?" Yes. The question is the offensive line. You know, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, Colton Kivitz, or Mike McGlinchey. Like, what's that? We shall see. Um, okay, Jeremy, man, what's up? You started what off in bed. Up? You were sleeping, sitting up. Now you're awake, was, man. Good to see you. I'm up. I did this earlier today, man. So I'm trying to get swole. No worries. I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm out here at uh, Newport Beach, SoCal. Oh, nice, nice, I'm nice. Rep representing for the Bay, man. Anyways, you already know I gotta play devil's advocate, man. Let's do it. So, back to let's let's backtrack. 2020, 2020. You and I, we go back and forth, and I always said it was Kyle. I'll start out by saying that it's Kyle. I'm not. You know, I always, everybody thought I was like a big Jimmy. I'm the Jimmy guy. No, I supported who the hell my quarterback was. And I don't like, I don't like the, um, we're going to blame one guy. What is it called? The fall guy, the scapegoat. Sure, sure. I don't like, I can't stand that. It yeah. happens in almost every business. Someone's a scapegoat. And Jimmy was the scapegoat. We're talking about. And Kyle set him up too. He's like, I'm not going to point any fingers, but it's. <laughs> in the post game press conference like oh no you gotta ask jimmy about that one yeah right yeah. and so now and i was as I'm, I'm listening to not the last guy but the guy before that quality control guy ben Marson. i'm like uh you know why i love you so much bro you know it's that it's that yeah man a gift to get oh my god oh my god my see see you're doing it again you're doing it again, Grant Cohn. You're doing it again. Dude, you're like, yeah, he sucked. Oh, man, he sucked. Oh, yeah, but Jimmy's going to be important this year. Yeah, he's going to be important this year. I'm like, oh, my God, Grant. You're doing it again. Again. Hold on. You're getting so worked up that your audio is cracking. So let's take it down because so, I want this to sound good. So I was told, I was like, we're not, no, we're not attacking Jimmy. Jimmy's done. We're not dividing the house this year, Grant. Okay. Right. Fair enough. We're, we're Fair not. Enough. He's gone. Fair enough. I well, made my point about gone. Jimmy. I was right. You were wrong. End of story. No, I won't yeah. bring it up anymore because it's no. over with. The league it's agrees great. with me. He's not a starting yes. quarterback. No one wants him. There's nothing. I don't need to like rub it in or take my victory lap. It's over. In fact, what I feel now is that he's very important to this team. He's very important Fine. to this team. They Fine. need him as a backup. They should use the cap space that they have to maximize their window. But if the freaking 1972 Dolphins can win a Super Bowl with two quarterbacks, run the ball 600 times, and the Niners can too, it's not all about the quarterback all the time. It can be about the defense and the run game. That's football. And just Niner fans are so like, if they're so indoctrinated in Joe and Steve. If the quarterback mm. isn't the focal point of the team, it's, it, what's the point? Why are we even playing the game? Well, there mm. are other ways to win championships. It's been yeah. done. It can be done again, and that's what this team is trying to do. I think it's cool. But what do you – so I'm behind Trey. I believe in Trey. Everybody – you just said something maybe 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. You said uh, it's an easy fix. It's an easy fix. His mechanics or whatever the hell he's doing, throwing from a, a bent knee to a straight leg, whatever. He's been on the team for two years now, Grant. I know. It's it's not an easy fix if he's been here for two years and he's still doing this shit. Well, fair enough, but and I don't know what the coaches are doing, but if the coaches aren't drilling this, he's never going to fix it ever. So, so to me, like the way I look at it is, this is a critique of the coaches. One guy's gone, 
The new the, the, the new guy is new. So and also, frankly, I started talking about Trey Lance's footwork, and all of a sudden they're doing footwork drills to beat the band every day. I'm like, man, Brian, you can't just watch my videos and steal my ideas, man. You're gonna have to have exactly. your own at some point. So I, I don't know, like the coach coaching matters, but also Trey, like go to Tom House, work with him directly. He'll figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. If you had to get rid of somebody, is it John or is it Kyle? Man. Oh. Man. I, I think it would have to be John. This is Kyle's team, man. I don't even know what John does. I like John. Oh, he sets a very good – he sets a very good – this is Kyle's team. It's his whole operation. He hired I John. I know. I know, but he demands he – dem, he demands a lot from a quarterback, bro. I know. It's a tough one, man. I don't I don't think – frankly, I wouldn't choose between them. They're a package deal. They're here together. They go down together. That's the way I look at it. They work together. Need an, yeah. Yeah. The mistake that. That, that Jed made however many years ago was trying to choose between – Harbaugh and Balky. You either keep them both or get rid of them both. Don't pick one over the other. Yeah. I thought. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh was one of the, I mean, I, man, I missed him. What, miss Jim? True he leader. He knew how to not beat himself. Kyle still, will still beat himself with the interceptions, man. And then he'll be like, hey, you got to talk to Jimmy about that. Well, you don't let your quarterbacks, <laughs> you know, you don't give him any freedom at the line of scrimmage. You could say Jimmy just wouldn't know what to do with it if he had it, but I don't know. You know, hey, I don't know if you saw the uh, the interview that Steve Young did with um, Cam Inman. But Steve knows a lot of stuff about uh, the Niners organization that he doesn't come out and say. But he was saying with Jimmy, like, I don't know what the issue with him, what it is, whether it's memorization. He said memorization. It's like, does that mean he's not memorizing the playbook? Because, frankly, from the way they talk about him, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, like, the actor who, like, doesn't know his lines. He's like, line? Jimmy, yeah. come on! Uh, We're uh, <laughs> Anyway. I hope, man. You've been good, man. I hope your family's healthy. But I was listening to you and your dad. Good shit, bro. Thanks, man. I, I did tap in with that, man. I, you know I'm listening. That's every Tuesdays, right? Appreciate, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, buddy. It's, been, it's been a year. It's been a year for my family, but it's, we're doing better. And Thanks. let's go Niners, man. I'm going to tune in. Thanks, bro. Peace, Jeremy. And Bryant, sorry to make you wait. You're looking fly. Nice hat. Thank What's that you. Thing? What shirt you got on? I got a, a relic on, I think. Oh! I don't even think that exists anymore. That's a collector's item. Looking great. Hey, if anybody has any ideas, you know, go on the website. Throw it out there. You know, um, I have an idea for a shirt. You know, Grant, if you're uh, – since you got pretty lucky on this uh, Jimmy Garoppolo thing, and I don't really think necessarily that what? you wanted him off the team. You wanted him to restructure his contract. I think you – realize 27 is just too much for a backup quarterback so the Niners are listening to quality control they definitely are oh absolutely so this is my idea if you're willing to take it this is a pretty big job so bearing you know like if the Niners do win the Super Bowl this might set you back a little bit but you know how they flew planes over the stadium is there a possibility Ooh. you can start putting like a Grant Cone flag behind a Plane and then start showing them where San Francisco's at. Maybe we can get them closer to San Francisco to Santa Clara. They're, they're listening, so if they can hear you say that, they might, you know. But again, if they win the Super Bowl, I think they're going to be there for a couple more years. I think it'd be funny if I like uh, flew a banner over Levi's when they were losing of just me doing an impression of Kyle Shanahan, like non plus, leaning back. You know what I mean? Like, uh oh, that would be pretty funny. But that would probably be extremely expensive, thousands of dollars. Most definitely. So I'll, I'll have to crowdsource that one. Get other people to pay for it. A banner with banana hands behind it. Yeah. But uh 
Hey, you know, congratulations to your bet. You know, um, I too had a bet. I think you knew about it. I want a Subway sandwich, a couple of them. So I'm pretty happy about it. That's a, that's um, huge. That's huge. Congrats. I mean, you know, when you go to Subway and they're looking at you and you say, hey, I want that Jimmy Garoppolo sandwich. And they say, wait, wait, what? He's, I want it cut. He, he's toasted. And they start laughing. You know, it's like, okay, you know. But um, that's good. The last, the last uh, caller, a shout out to him. You know, I agree. You know, you stand behind your players. You know, and that's one reason I stand behind Mitch Wisnowski. Everybody wanted that punt god from the Bills. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't always upgrade, you know, because someone's super talented, you, you go with the best player or you go with a player that's good. And we got yeah. Mitch and I, I don't, I'm glad we got Mitch and not that punt God. At least I didn't uh, expect you to bring up Mitch Wisnowski, but I'm glad you did. Shout out Mitch Wisnowski. You're a hell of a punter. You know, sometimes people get mad when, you know, players are selected in certain rounds, like fourth round, you know, oh, he shouldn't be taking a punter. Well, one, we don't get to make that choice. And if they decide to take him because they feel like he's the best fit or we might not get him the next round. I mean, Janikowski went one and he was a good kicker for a long time. But, um, you know, hey, thanks for having me on. And if you do want to take that on, you know, we can get a banner or something like that and say San Francisco and. I'm sure there there will be a GoFundMe account if someone wants to start that. But uh, hey, once again, like thanks you, for having me on, and I like your hat too. Nice, good stuff, man. See you. All right. See Diggy, man. What's up, Grant? Cone. What's C. going on? See Diggy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Nothing much. How you doing? How you doing? Chilling, chilling. Been a minute. Man. Been a minute. I ain't been happy. Yeah, it has. You know, but uh, we here. Season starting seven days. My big question is, we got a lot of trade critics. Just in throughout the season, what does Trey have to do to silence all the critics? I personally feel if he can make it to the playoffs, he can silence the crit- critics. But, I, of course, we won a Super Bowl. But can he make it to the playoffs is the question. Yes, I think he can. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo can make it to the playoffs, I think Trey can. My only question with this team was what happens if Trey gets hurt and Nate Sudfeld has to play? So that's not going to happen. I think he can make it. Look, let's look at Lamar Jackson, all right? Lamar Jackson won an MVP, still has a ton of critics. Like, really, for Trey, he's going to have to win the Super Bowl. He Until he wins the Super Bowl, it's always going to be like people who, like, you know, yeah, but. Now, I mean, there won't be people calling him a bust if he goes to the playoffs. But there's always going to be like, well, there were they said three first round picks for him. It's it's not good enough, you know. He got to the championship game with so frankly, it's not yeah. fair. But that's it. That's he's going to have critics until that happens. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this is the other thing I see. I think we need to read between the line a little bit. I might be getting all in here a little bit too deep. So I'm looking at it. Okay, he putting all his eggs in the basket with Trey. Mm-hmm. All right. We know that he's going to play safe. He don't have the linemen. And I think that's something that they're going to continue to try to fix that they they got to if they want anything from this. But he built up the D line. They loaded on defense on the D line. Is you do you think he's kind of expecting that, hey, if I get enough reps with Trey, I can stay in any game. I just got to be able to stop somebody. So I want to keep the D line fresh. Well, I think it's like this. Think about it. Like, he can't make the defense much better than it already is. It's a really good defense. He's not, he can't make the passing game much better than it already is with Jimmy. Like, what are you going to do to make the passing game better 
with Jimmy. He's not going to throw down the field. He won't, like, you've, you've done everything you can. What you can do is improve the running game. And you can improve right. the running game by switching quarterbacks. So I don't right. know if the passing game will be you know, as good or better right away than it was with Jimmy, but the run game should be significantly better. And that's how you're winning games anyway. So it's the right call. Doesn't mean that he'll he was the right you know it was right to trade up that much for him because you could get Malik Willis in round three you know what I mean you can get Jalen Hurts in round two so he ultimately needs to become better than those guys but right now you can win using them that way right right yeah and that's what yeah. I was like I felt like they was preparing by having uh, being loaded at D line that they was preparing to say hey we're gonna need you guys going 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 y'all might do a lot of snaps because I might have a lot of in and out but eventually I get it. I mean, if, if this is a team that can pull off 40 runs a game, that D-line is going to be fresh, and this team's going to win you know, a ton of games. Right, right, If they right. can just keep the defense on, off the field and fresh, they're going to win a lot of games. Exactly, exactly. Also, yeah. man, I looked at – so me being the person that I am, I did my own scouts on uh, scouting on Chicago, just looking at how they look. Man, the fields didn't look bad in the preseasons. The, uh, the backs – they was fair, but everything else kind of looked manageable. But Fields, Fields, are we going to be able to contain Fields? The Niners have had uh, trouble containing mobile quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Fields, Russell Wilson. Like, they're very much, especially the wide nine, it's all about get up field. Get right. up field. And, like, if you do that, if all four guys are doing that, like, usually right. one guy kind of gets out of his lane and there's a clear, you know what I mean? So, we'll see. Right. I thought last year, Justin Fields ran for 100 yards. Last year in a touchdown against the Niners. So they got to work on and, that. Yeah. And that touchdown that he ran for, that was awesome. Oh, it was like, it was like, might have been the nicest touchdown run of the year. It was tough. Right. So yeah. I was like, man, we we just got to do something, man. You know, I'm looking at all type of stuff. And I see a lot of backs that, uh, you know, not to say nothing wrong with our third round picks, but I see a lot of backs in the preseason. I'm like, these guys are good. Like, yeah. how do we? Why, why didn't Ty Davis Price look good when Damian Pierce did and all these other guys? Ty Chandler, right? Jordan Mason, yeah. I was like, so yeah, man. Uh, like I said, man, glad to have. Uh, glad I made it this week, man. Uh, been missing it. I want to get with you, man, and try to do it. Hey, we appreciate it. Appreciate all the time. See you in Atlanta, October sixteenth. Absolutely, man. See you in Atlanta. Peace. Voice ad agency. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Man, it's been a long time, Grant. It has. You always make me call you out at the beginning of the show. Oh, what I do this time? Well, you keep switching up the schedule. Usually it was Saturdays, noon, like my time, and you've been switching it up and everything else. So here's the thing. Let me let me address that. Yes, this sir. Is fair criticism. The season starts officially tomorrow. So yeah. starting tomorrow, I'm gonna lock in with a regular season schedule, and it'll be the same every week. So that's fair. You. But starting this week, there will be no guesswork anymore. Sorry about that. Got you. All yeah. right. I took my wife to the beach yesterday. We had a nice time. Well, you know what? Yeah, you got to enjoy in case you're wondering. The mimosa does match the outfit. So. Oh, okay. All right. That's what's up. So cheers to you as well, Grant. Cheers. All right, what's on your mind? I want to address, um, I believe it was Jeremy Price. Yeah. But uh, he was saying as far as uh, who would be, uh, who should be let go uh, compared to John or Kyle. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Matt, I think this is on Kyle. This season is definitely a huge look on Kyle. Uh, there's two things that I'm going to be very critical about. 
one with the offense right now. You have Trey Lance and now Jimmy G. So the offense better look sharp. Yeah. You know, either way it goes because he can go either way, you know, as far as quarterbacks. Uh, second thing, I want to see more diversity in the offense. You know, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong but, uh, because, you know, when I'm watching the games, I'm getting a little lit with Crown Royal and everything else. But when we were running the hell out of Debo Samuel, I just always thought that why not do a play action with Debo and take a shot downfield? I never saw it. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, and I think that's probably because they didn't install a Debo Samuel package in the offseason. It was something they went to midseason, and maybe they there wasn't that much they could install. This offseason, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but they've installed a lot mm -hmm. more stuff with D Debo in the backfield. Right, fair enough. I, I, I don't know. There probably should be. They're, I think they're – can I say this? They're going to throw to him out of the backfield too. So Okay. That'll be good. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Second thing I'm going to be critical about Kyle is it seems like he gets lost in his own playbook. You know, there are times like the camera pans to him, defense is on the field, and he is not even looking. Yeah. Like, there was, there was one, uh, Javon Kimmel, I believe it was against the Eagles. He's like a guy with Javon... a Spotify playlist that can't decide what the next song is going to be. Let's <laughs> go with Red Red Wine. Everyone likes that song. Come on. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, there was one play where Javon Kimmel was, uh, blocked the field goal, and he was just lost in, in his playbook, didn't even see it. Then he catches up looking at it. So we did that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, I want to see him be able to manage the team. Yeah. You know, talk to the defensive coach. It, it seems like D'Amico Ryan's is just on his own on an island out there. That's, I think, one of the reasons why D'Amico and previously Robert Sala had such high regard around the league. Like, people realize Kyle is kind of just a glorified offensive coordinator. He's not helping the defense. That's D'Amico and Robert Sala's side of the ball. And all like the like motivational rah-rah stuff comes from them. Not Kyle. Yeah. You know, D'Amico's the one. When it was Robert Sala was here, he was the one that had to be physically restrained from being on the field, right? He was always – Yeah. Anytime something happened, they would – And I love Robert that. Sala, he'd be like ah! – You know what I'm saying? Like, he was that guy. And, and I love that about him. Like, Check bumping guys. And Kyle's like, oh, what's my next play? So I think it <laughs> sort of opens the door for these guys to be seen as head coaching material. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, th that's what I want to see. You know, I mean, I'll keep it short because I know a lot of people are taking their time and shout out to them. But that's what I want to see. And that was just my two cents right there. All right, man. Am I going to see you in Atlanta? So you're definitely going to see me in Atlanta. But here, I'm going to let you off the hook because I know what you're getting on. I was not going to even say anything about the game day. So I'll tell you what. Atlanta, I know it's going to be tough for you to do that. I live up in Florida. The next time the 49ers come out to Florida, we'll do it there because I'll have more control. All right, cool. Sounds good. Game day in Florida? Fair enough? I think that would be all a lot right. of fun. We just have to figure it out. But I think Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, all right. People, I'll please. see you, Grant. It'd be great to have, like, people in the background holding up signs and stuff. Like, that'd be so cool. All right, Hutch and then Hayden Sports. Hutch. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Been busy with work and everything, but. Hey, you I got that. Man, I told you, I told you, we we both called it, man. They yeah. they were gonna they were gonna keep them. They were saying it all year, and people were like, "Nah, they're they're lying to us." Like, I don't know. Jed said it. Kyle said it. John said it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when Kyle said it, it it made it. Yeah. Like, you no, know, Jed. You know, 
Right, because Jed and John can lie poorly. Like John starts rubbing his ear and stuff, but Kyle's like can't yeah. do it. Yeah, no, he, he can't. No. no. When when Kyle says something, even if he's like trying to lie or not trying to lie or whatever he's saying, it's just like, you know, you you can read it. You know, yeah. Yeah. He, he can't he can't do that. And what did he constantly say? We we're not gonna let we're not gonna release a quarterback this good. Okay, well that's all I have to hear. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah. you don't. I mean. It wouldn't make the team better to cut him and be like, all right, Nate, you're up. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God they got Purdy. I mean, you know, I I didn't I didn't watch anything, but just everyone, just like you, Larry, and so many other people are saying Purdy's the guy. Purdy's the guy. Um, you know, when there's an overwhelming yeah. consensus, you know, so he just has like a, a feel, you know what I mean? Like he can I like, I like when the, the play breaks down, he does he can do things as opposed to Nate, who's like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is that? And why do the Lions have the worst taste in quarterbacks ever? Goff and, and Nate Sudfeld on the same team? Are you serious? It's like you have to have cement feet to play for the Detroit Lions. I don't get that. Well, they're just the probably the worst organization. So <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna give like Dan Campbell like eight years before they figure out that hey, maybe he's not the one. Yeah. Oh. So I have a question for you. Yes. <clears throat> um you talked about, you know, with, with your dad, you know, what is the record going to be? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've done this on a show already. What do you think the record is going to be now? You know, the start of the season is going to happen. Jimmy's on the team. You know, they got an insurance policy, you know, looks like Brandon, I, going to have a breakout year, you know, we, we've, you know, training camps over, seen all these, things, you know, the roster is set. I, I, I feel like if we don't make playoffs, it's a bad look. It, like we have to at least make playoffs. Like despite whether Trey is good or not, despite if Jimmy's just you know plain ass normal Jimmy. Yeah, they like, got to make the playoffs. I they think they to. will. The so, reason I picked them not initially is I thought that Nate Sudfeld would have to start two three games and lose all of them. Now, yeah. if when Trey Lance misses a few games, they should be able to win some depending on who they're facing with Jimmy. So I think they can win eleven games, eleven and six. Yeah, they might win the division. I mean, the Rams have an issue with Matthew Stafford's elbow. The, the Cardinals always fade um, because Cliff Kingsbury is a bad coach, uh, among other things. And the, and the Seahawks might be the worst team in the league. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually think the best teams in the NFC might be the Niners, the Vikings, and the Eagles. I mean, the, the, the Cowboys are good too, but they just signed a 40-year-old left tackle because they're desperate. Or uh, not. The Bucks have a bunch of injured offensive linemen. The Cowboys always fold. Come on. The Cowboys always fold. I mean, the Rams are good, but that elbow could be a real freaking issue. And if he can't yeah. play, then forget them. They don't have two quarterbacks. Well, yeah. I Through, hey, remember that that report that the Rams might consider signing Jimmy Garoppolo if he if he got cut? Well, why? Because of that elbow, baby. Yeah. 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 I just from <laughs> we know we know Trey's gonna miss at least two games, man, because the offensive line is a question, you know, who's gonna emerge? It's just and they're running the triple option. Yeah. Or at least installing it. I don't know if they'll run it. We'll see. I think that's the biggest reason why that they signed Jimmy is because they know that, A, like there is a good chance that Trey is going to miss a few games. Or, you know, God forbid he uh, misses the rest of the season. And that's why they re-signed Jimmy. I think you could make the argument that unless you have a bona fide elite quarterback that you're given $40 million a year to, you should have two quarterbacks. You'd have two. You don't have a great quarterback, then have two good ones. Yeah. Because if your good quarterback goes down, now you're really screwed. At that point, you well, know? I, 
I think they owe it to the rest of the team. There's yeah. way too much talent on this team. To have multiple games with Nate Sudfeld starting. Sorry. Or Brock Purdy. No offense. But that, that was the whole issue in 2020, right? Everyone blamed Nick Mullins. It's like, we're a good team. You can't have eight games in Nick Mullins. Sorry. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. Did All you right, get that wine yet? Huh? Did you get that bottle of wine yet? No, because technically I haven't won the bet yet. So, I mean, <laughs> I was talking about with my dad. He can still get traded in the next, right? Seven days, and then I would lose. So I think he's. I think he bought it, but he hasn't given it to me yet. And if he gets traded, I have to pay for it. <laughs> All uh, right. So, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to most with the with the offense, in terms of like, is it Debo? Is it Ayuk? Is it Danny Gray? What are you looking forward to? Just the run game in in general. I think Kyle has always wanted to have the best run game in football, and he hasn't been able to have that mantle because of Jimmy. No offense, but mm. Greg Roman's had it because of Lamar Jackson. Last year, Nick Sirianni had it because of Jalen Hurts, and now Kyle is going to have his – I mean, he had it in 2012 with RG3. I think that was the best running game in football. He wants to be that guy. I, I admire that, and I want to see what it's going to look like because I think it's going to be like the RG3 year, but even more sophisticated, more under center stuff. Frankly, the Niners should have the most diverse, voluminous run game in the league, and I want to see if it works. It will be uh, how many backs we have, you know, and then we have – the wideouts that we have and Kittle. They can really, really wear teams down. Imagine like, you know, 12 to 15 carries a game for Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. By the by the time the fourth quarter comes around, like I'm, now you got to tackle Debo one time? Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. I mean, I'd hope Debo's working on blocking because, I mean, how, how are you going to take Debo down if he's trying to block too, you know? Because right. yeah. he doesn't have to carry the ball all the time now. You give yeah. it to someone else who's a power runner. Yeah. Good luck trying to take Debo down as a blocker, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. There, there's so many things. And your last caller even said it too, you know, Kyle's always in his, in his playbook. He just, he just needs to like have like three options, like one, two, three, and just like make a gut call decision. Be like, these are both good. Just go with it because he does look in that playbook a lot and he doesn't know what to call. <laughs> they should. They, there should be someone that like notifies him when he's on camera. Like when you're on camera, I'm gonna buzz you. Don't look at your player. Just look at it. Yeah. Look at the, here. Go, go up to a player. Yeah. Do so because Sean McVay is always like running around talking to players and stuff. You don't just see him lost in a, in a laminated sheet anymore. When he first started, he would be, and Wade Phillips was sort of. But he graduated past that. At least I think. Anyway, Hutch, I gotta take some more calls before this show's yeah. over. But it was good to see you, man. Let's take care. Hutch has all kind of medals and stuff in his room. I'm gonna put medals in my room. This I'm gonna buy them though. People think I accomplished things. I didn't accomplish anything, but I want medals. Juan Rivera says we learned tons from Lynch. Adam Peters Presser. Adam did some talking. Go back and watch it. Yeah, it's 24 minutes. I got it on my channel. I got good audio too. If you're trying to, if you're trying to watch it, Hayden Sports. It's time. Can you go? Hayden. Oh my, I think it's dark. Okay. All right, hold on. I'll come back to you in a second. All right. He got a little, a little, uh, put on some headphones too, Hayden. AK Niner, what's up? Hey, what's up, buddy? Long time no here. Long time no here, man. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you as well. So, uh, you know, just wanted to say, uh, feeling really good about this, uh, you know, upcoming season. I know you had predicted initially nine games, and then once Jimmy came back, it was like 10 or 11 wins. I think we can go 13 and four, man. Sure. I and think they can go 17 and 0. Uh, hey, 17 and 0 as I well. Think they can go 17 and 0. 
Me too, man. But I was looking at the schedule, and sometimes it's not about who you play, but when you play them. So, for example, we get the Broncos week three. They're still gonna. It's gonna take till about November to, for them to really gel, so that we get them at a perfect time. Then we get the Chiefs in October when you know Mahomes goes through his usual midseason slump. Starts fast, kind of slumps mid October till about November, then gets hot again. Bucks then, are looking a little vulnerable. Bucks vulnerable. Our our, our D line will. Our D line is no match for their offensive line. They're vulnerable. Well, the, the other way. Their offensive line is no match for the Niners' D-line. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Their yeah, offensive yeah, line is yeah. no match for our yeah. D-line. Yeah. And then we get the Raiders week 17. By then, they, they might be out of the playoffs and have just packed it in. Yeah, and, possible. Oh, yeah, and guess what? We get the Cardinals. Both our Cardinals games are, in, are Late. after November 15th Late. when they go Perfect. through their usual second-half collapse. That's a good point. You don't want to face the Cardinals early like the Niners did last year. You face them late. They fold. Yeah. They fade. They fade. So, because what happens is uh, Call of Duty comes out usually in October. Then yeah. Kyler Murray's out for the rest of the year. He's no longer. And then Cliff Kingsbury, apparent, the funniest thing of the offseason was him trying to win like a little passive-aggressive battle with Kyler Murray and get Kyler Murray to call the plays, and Kyler's better. It's like, yeah, man, you're terrible, Cliff. Awful. <laughs> Kyler's better than you, and he doesn't even watch film. He plays Call of Duty and better than you. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. But, um, but yeah, so – and then also we get our two Rams games early in the season when they still might be in Super Bowl hangover mode. Yeah, that team is definitely not as good as it was last year. Now, uh, Bobby Wagner, nice addition. He's old. They lost Von yeah. Miller. They lost their left tackle. The, ish, the elbow's an issue. They can't run the ball. The Niners match up very well with the Rams. They've won, right. beaten them six of the last seven times, and the one time they lost, it came down to the very end. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. And again, if I, for everyone's focused, like, are they going to pass the ball well enough? They have a great defense and a yeah. run game that should be much better than last year. That's what this team is about. If the pass game is like the same as last year, but the run game is drastically better, they can win the Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Very yeah. easy. And like yeah. I said, our competition in the NFC is very vulnerable. The pack. Here's the stat. Here's the stat that's going to define the Niners season. Yards per carry on first and 10. That's what I'm looking at. Last yes. year, 4.8. Very good. 2019, 4.9. Excellent. When Kyle had RG3 in 2012, it was 5.3. If you're if you're getting a second and four a lot, you're unstoppable. Unstoppable. If you're in second and six, you're ordinary. So I think this is a, a run, a running game that could just totally dominate. If you're in second and four, you don't who cares about passing the ball? Run the ball but with but there's a difference right now. Let's say, yeah. God forbid, we were in second and 10 or third and 10. At least we have a quarterback who's capable of throwing it downfield and making a big play. True. Like, for example, True. in a preseason game, when it was third and 10, Trey throws that touchdown to Danny. True, but why are you in third and 10? Usually it's because you pass on first and second down. This Good team point. doesn't mean to be doing that. They should be passing on, on – they should be running on first down 70% of the time. Okay. You know, And if they're in second and four, then you can – once again, set, you know, like they can dictate – and I think if you if you have a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo and you're only averaging 4.8 yards per carry on first down, you can't yeah. really dictate with your run game the way Philly can or Baltimore right. can, but now you can too. Now you really can. And if you want to be a run a run first team, you have to have a quarterback like this, I think. And I think the the, the Titans get it, the Niners get it. Eagles figured out a couple years ago. Ravens been known it. Not all teams want to dominate with the running game. The Niners do. You have to do this. 
I agree a hundred percent. And I'm just, I'm week one. Because the goal isn't to be like enough. a good running game; it's to be the best running game, right? That's the goal. Yes. You can't be the best with Jimmy Garoppolo on the field. Can't happen because Lamar Jackson exists. Agree. Yeah. So now you okay. can now you can compete. Man, I'm just so ready for week one, and uh, just can't wait to see us in person in Carolina and Atlanta. Have a great weekend, man. It's almost over, but have a great Sunday. Hey, hope to see you at the games. <laughs> All right, man. Later. Hayden Sports. Yo. You're muted. What I would do is go to your settings, to your and, settings make sure. and make sure. Oh, can, you, can you hear me? Is it like yep. bad audio? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I don't know why my headphones don't work on my computer. It's but, okay. okay. Should be good now. Um, so I had a scenario that I thought about in my head that like is kind of interesting. So let's say like the 49ers are winning a lot of games, uh, but Trey Lance just like sucks. Obviously I hope that doesn't happen. Sure, I'm sure. a pretty big Trey Lance fan if you can't tell. Um, but only I can see in your room right now. Yeah. Um, but let's say he goes out there and he just is not good at all. Um, what do you think are the odds that they say, all right, we're winning games, Trey's playing bad, let's try to win a Super Bowl, let's put Jimmy in. So they just bench Trey. Interesting question. question. I'm not I'm sure. Not sure. Um, I'm going to mute you because, because I'm getting a little feedback. feedback. Uh, but, okay. I don't see why. The, maybe if Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, all the vets, like, have a mutiny and they're like, we have no confidence in Trey, we go to, we go to Kyle, we want Jimmy. Maybe Kyle backs down and doesn't overrule all of his veterans, all of his captains. But I just don't see, like, going back to Jimmy, he's not Joe Montana. He's not like he's won a Super Bowl. It's not like the, like the vets can be like, yo, um, we won one with Jimmy. We can win another one. Like, you failed. He failed. So going back to Jimmy, I don't. you can't do it and be like, okay, now we're going to win the Super Bowl. Now, now it's like, you can't say that. You, you go to Jimmy for a month if Trey's hurt and be like, okay, well, the season isn't over. But I guess if Trey is so freaking awful, then you just got to play the best. But I don't see that happening. I don't see that. I don't think he's going to be so freaking awful. What do you think of my answer? No. It's okay. All right. Headphones aren't going to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so are you going to the week one game in Chicago? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be there too. I'm very excited. Nice. Will be, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Virginia. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. But yeah, we're flying. We're flying out on, I think Friday. We're gonna go to like a couple Cubs games because they play the Giants. Um, and then yeah. So if you see a kid that looks like me in a Trey Lance jersey, it's probably me. <laughs> well, frankly, well, Frank, we can't see your face, face at, all. at all. But if you yeah, see, me, I'll try to have my, my room light on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. You probably, you probably should clean that up before you turn your light on. Yeah, probably. I need to. I need to do. Long That's what my room looked like when I was your age. I'll just. I'll just have the the my, my flashlight right. In there my you go. There you go. That works. <laughs> All right, All right man. man. I'm gonna let you go. All right. Have a good have one, a good man. Good one, man. All right, you too. Peace. That's the show for today. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with Larry Kruger, and the day after with my dad. Have a great Sunday. Be excellent to one another. And party on, dude.